0: the lord be with you a reading from the holy gospel according to mark glory to you, O lord on leaving the synagogue jesus entered the house of simon and andrew with james and john simon's mother-in-law lay sick with a fever they immediately told him about her he approached grasped her hand and helped her up then the fever left her and she waited on them when it was evening after sunset they brought to him all who were ill or possessed by demons The whole town was gathered at the door. He cured many who were sick with various diseases, and he drove out many demons, not permitting them to speak because they knew him. Rising very early before dawn, he left and went off to a deserted place where he prayed. Simon and those who were with him pursued him, and on finding him said, Everyone is looking for you. He told them, Let us go on to the nearby villages, that I may preach there also. For this purpose have I come. So he went into their synagogues, preaching and driving out demons throughout the whole of Galilee. The Gospel of the Lord. Okay, yeah, Mark, the Gospel of Mark really takes us uh, through um, a whirlwind tour of uh, you know the, the life of Jesus. Uh, it's it's really uh, quite difficult to believe that we're you know we're only at the toward the end of the first chapter here, and already we've we've seen Jesus uh, do so much and and so much has happened, and the, and the pace really I can't I can't quite get the cadence this early in the morning believe it or not but the cadence of the thing is really quite rapid right it's just quick hit after quick hit um, what's happening, and so I want to give just just a few quick hits and then uh, center. At least my efforts on preaching this particular gospel on um, on something we find uh, right in this right on this page. Um, but there's so much there's so much going on here yet yeah, Jesus again, leaving the synagogue, he's, he's just performed uh, that that uh, that healing work, uh, the um, the exorcism that he's performed in the synagogue he he leaves, he enters the house of of Simon and Andrew. and this word they say, they immediately told him about her there's in in the gospel of mark uh, and especially in the early going it's immediately 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 and for me i want to offer the, the the reflection just just on that word to say you know immediate yeah in in the sense of you know happening in real time yes yeah, so f- for us it's like you know how how near is our god to us right he is he is here right he is the in the in the present moment and he is with us in an unmediated way, right? So he's with us immediately in, the, in this sense. And Jesus, when, when he's showing up on the scene, he is immediately there, okay? Now, we might have other challenges with that. I want to do the kind of spiritual mentoring stuff as, as, I, <laughs> as we go here, is that, yeah, he's, he's on the scene, but are we prepared to recognize him? Do you know, do, do we, and do we recognize him immediately? Or does it take us some time to warm up to uh, to what he's doing, both both in us and through us? So he approached, um, uh, okay, no, look, no mother-in-law jokes here. Okay, he, he approached Simon's mother-in-law and uh, grasped her hand, helped her up. The fever left her. So and again, this um, she was fevering in the Greek, and the, the fever left her, and she waited on them. The waiting on them is um, diakone, which is, uh, you might hear, uh, diakonia or deacon, Okay, so in fact, the, the, we prefer, I think, uh, a better translation perhaps is um, she ministered to them. Okay, so there's a, there's, a bun, there's, it's, uh, there's a gravitas there, right? It's not like here she waited on them, you know? Like, uh, and then you think back on your, your most recent experience of, of going out to eat or something, you know? And it's like, okay, the waiter waited on me. Do you know it's like probably not as well as, <laughs> as Simon's mother-in-law Waited on them or ministered to them. There's, there's a different sense of the word, yes. So, and as I say it, again, I want to get into that, that spiritual kind of mentoring or direction realm and say ministering to someone is very different from waiting on them, at least in our conceiving. Right? Ministering to someone means, of course, also discovering who this person is. Ministry is very much a two-way street. I mean, it's more like a, th- it's, it's, it's a, there's a triad in the ministering relationship. It's always God, and here because God, in the, in the person of Jesus, has brought the cure to her. She is connected to God, and then her waiting on them is actually the life of God, having healed her, restored her, is now flowing through her, for the other, in both discovery of the other and in service of the other. So there's there's a, an ennobling act here, or it, even the act of diaconia, the act of deaconing or ministering to, is itself ennobling. So we say, okay, she's been restored, healed, made whole, and the rest. Now she has to go, right? Now she has to act. She, has to, she actually, as a human being, she has to act as that renewed person. And this is how, again, the the... Um, the grace of God is going to fill and, and flood the world. Okay, then we see, okay, they bring in him demons, people, people possessed by demons. The whole town gathered at the door. I mean, this, this sounds horrible. You know, this is, this is my, in my introversion. It's like, oh, my God, you know, not the whole town, you know, just, a, okay, that might be a figure of speech. He drove out many demons. Didn't permit them to speak. Why? Because they knew him. Uh, okay, they didn't, he didn't permit them to speak. They knew him. He doesn't, want that. He, doesn't, he doesn't want that testimony. Okay, he doesn't need that testimony. He doesn't want that testimony. He wants the testimony that we've already seen, right? The diakonia of Simon's mother-in-law. He wants, to, he wants to see human beings come alive, right? They've been brought healing. They're now agents of healing. This is the testimony that Jesus that Jesus is after. He doesn't need the testimony of demons. He doesn't need, he doesn't need people simply proclaiming the propositional truth that this is who got you know we get to re- we get to recite it in in the creed right i believe in one god the father almighty we can we can say all the creeds get, get all the propositions right and live like demons you know it's not it's not it's not good testimony right instead when we're proclaiming okay i believe in one god okay do i believe in one god or do i have a bunch of gods at work in my life am i, am I serving the one true god Pope Benedict said, this is the most revolutionary thing anyone can ever say. I believe in one God. Yeah, and then, but do we live like that? Because the demons also know that there is only one God. And here they proclaim that he is alive and active, and he, he is Jesus of Nazareth. He doesn't, want the te- he doesn't need that testimony. He wants a testimony of renewed human lives, because when we, when we focus, when our hearts are focused on the true and living God, then we have we, we we have access to the healing that he provides and then we also become agents of his healing that's the, again this is the testimony and then i want to let me this is enough quick hits there are more there are more here okay i'm spinning already this morning yeah so okay now this is significant because this is where the magic happens. Magic is not magic. It's this is good stuff. Okay, rising very early before dawn. I see Jesus just like me. He went off. <laughs> he, went, he went off to a deserted place where where he prayed. Okay, it's just a very short line, and then Simon and others, everyone's looking for you and so on and so. On. Okay, but this is the this is it. This is the most important line. He went off to a deserted place where he prayed. He prayed. He prayed. Okay, so what does is, what is Jesus' prayer look like? I mean, we catch glimpses of it throughout the gospel. I mean, think about, say, Jesus, okay, the, you know, the, the living and breathing incarnation, the second person of the Holy Trinity, right? I mean, Jesus, Jesus in this in, um, inseparable bond of life and love with the Father, and he, this is just who he is by his nature, he's praying. He's praying. I mean, how much more do we need prayer in order to, again, receive the healing, strength, right, the healing, the wholeness that God wants to give us, and then become agents of his healing. And I would say again, the scheme that I'm giving is, is a good one, okay? Acts, adoration, contrition, thanksgiving, supplication. And even if we just want to take this first, take me up on the first step, because everything else follows somewhat naturally, adoration. We think of the fact that God's entire life is love. God is radical generosity, right? so, and, and God is the beginning, the cause of everything that exists. So the reason why I exist is because God is an eternal exchange of glorifying love. But am I living, like, in relationship to it, right? I'm already getting into contrition. It's, see, it already, it happens quite naturally. Can I praise God for who he is? You know, nothing other than love, right? Radical generosity, uh, charity, agape, however we want to see that, love, right? He is an eternal exchange of glorifying love, and I want to glorify Him. Of course, because I'm made in His image and likeness, right? I'm made in the image and likeness of glorifying love. Okay, let me just say this. I'll get out of here. Um, We have to take time in silence, and we have to break the rhythm of our life for this, because we live too quickly, and you live too quickly, you're like a um, like a puddle jumper, or like a you know, like a pond skipper, or something like that, is like you're just on the surface. You have to move quickly because otherwise you sink. But the but the reality of this kind of uh, silent, uh, depth-filled prayer is that you actually have to go off and sink. You know, you have to go off and sink into the life of God. And really, it's not sinking. You know, it's being raised, right? Be, but we want. We want God to have every fiber of our being. We want to have him him take possession of every fiber of our being so that we, in every fiber of our being, can give him glory. Again, we want to be healed so as to be agents of his healing.